What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Active FM and your right here on Rhymes and Poetry, your favorite show with your favorite DJ, Nalzi Lee. And we are basically speaking, can poetry be used as a mechanism of healing? Now, I know you guys have asked this question. I've asked this question. And many people want to know, can it be used as a method of healing? From myself, I would like to just say that when I started doing poetry, I started doing poetry from a place of... I needed it as a method of healing and I remember writing poetry basically as an escape because I never used to speak to people I used to hate people I used to isolate myself and there was nothing else around me there was no one else to share what I was going through with but the pen and the paper and so I started writing poetry and that's how my journey began with poetry well in the beginning I'd write stories and from those stories, I just started seeing more and more metaphors, more and more personification, more and more rhymes, more and more everything that is poetry. And from that moment on, I decided, okay, wait, let me actually start doing poetry. And I started doing poetry and I'd write poems and then I'd burn them after. And as you've guessed, right, because I know you guys have guessed it, the poems were sad. And of course they were because I was writing from a dark place and I found that more and more as I got and as I asked people how they started writing poetry, as I asked people about their journey with poetry, they tell me that they basically started writing from a place of isolation, from a place of depression, from a place of sadness and that's where their journey with poetry began. It was basically just them and as I said, the piece of paper and the pen and that's where they went with it and they started becoming more and more poetic and through that they use it as a method of healing you've also heard in our previous shows where we're asking people what um what is poetry and many people think poetry is a means to express themselves many people said that um poetry is a means to express themselves so today i thought i'd just go deep into this topic and be like can it be used as a as a as a measure of healing and i remember from my times when i was writing from this very deep dark sad place and i would write a lot and burning it would be like a release sort of but then the next day i'd wake up and write another sad poem it was just a continuous journey of writing all of these sad poems and all of these sad um things and I was just like okay is this bringing me healing and just to get you into what depression is obviously you guys want to know before we get into it it's it's basically a deep sadness that that lasts long um I've I've heard my pastor saying this that uh depression is basically frozen anger and I believe that is so because when you're depressed there's that one memory or that one thing in your past or maybe it's a series of things in your past that you keep living in you keep living in those moments and those hurts and everything that happened and basically that anger that comes from that when it's frozen when it's not something that's making you reactive anymore when it's just something that has subsided and become this deep sadness it becomes depression and we're speaking about um somewhat of a depression this week and i remember just basically speaking about the story of a man uh, in the bible and basically this guy lived in dead places basically lived in a cemetery and basically um that was that was that was comfort for him that was a sort of okay i'm all right now being in the cemetery and basically just speaking about it where he was living in dead places as i said now you live in a dead memory of something that was in the past or you live in you know past hurts or whatever happened to you in your past and basically that's how this man was living and he used to cut himself often and i know that many people that are depressed that don't have poetry or something like that they they do go to extremes where they want to cut themselves and hurt themselves and people even with poetry and stuff like that still do the same thing and he used to cut himself with the rocks and I just paused there for a moment and I couldn't um, help but in my mind go back to a point in time where I was like, okay, this is how I actually used to live and I, I couldn't help but imagine um, 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 the, the whole thought of can poetry be used as a method of healing? If that man had poetry, would he be able to heal? Was basically the question that I had in my head. And before I get 
deeper into this basically i found this poem and this poem is entitled hope and this is how it goes is the belief that one hand reaching to another can eventually touch the moon allowing light to guide us through the night and that's basically what he wrote and could this poem have healed him and that's that's the question could could the poems have healing and it basically speaks about basically one hand reaching to another which is the most important thing as i mentioned in the beginning of this segment that i used to write from saddened places i used to write from deep places of being isolated and lonely and most of my poetry actually would start off with the lonely girl in in dark places and as he says one hand reaching to another there is no way you can find restoration on your own and that's that's basically the misconception people think that they can write they pain away people think that they can write um basically their situation away and that is something that is not possible it is something that is not viable because when you think about it when you're writing poetry and i've i've, I've also seen this in myself you can basically comment on the show and let me know what you think as i said on our um instagram page rhymes and poetry triple seven we will be putting a post out about this and you can just comment and just let me know what you think about this but from where i stand the poetry that i used to write used to yes express the feelings but then healing comes with healing goes beyond just expressing how you feel if you understand what i mean so yes you can write a poem about um this is my situation, this is what's happening to me, the past hurts, the hurts of the, whatever the case is, right? You can basically go deep into that and, and just write about that, but then you have to think to yourself, is this healing me? Because the next day it does nothing for you, but basically just act as an, a reminder if you keep the poem, or you burn the poem and the next day you write another poem, which is basically just monotonous and Poetry basically cannot be used as a method of healing. Um, if you look at many people that write out of dark places, when people read their poetry, they don't read it and heal from it. They basically just read it and they're like, okay, this is what's happening to me. And more than anything, it ignites anger and sort of a, you know, yeah, this is what happened to me. And it just brings back those old feelings. And then you feel like going back into it rather than actually healing. So poetry as a form of healing, it depends on your standpoint. It depends on who the poet is and what they're writing about. If poetry is being written from a place of depression and sadness where the person hasn't overcome that, then no, they can't heal you through their poetry. And poetry can't heal them themselves because it takes more than yourself to heal you. Basically, you need to find that common ground that Jesus in your life in order to be able to heal there's no way that we can heal ourselves yes we have been brought onto this earth to help others heal but we cannot heal ourselves so writing your problems away cannot heal your problems and poetry cannot in that sense be used as a method of healing and then you think about poets that actually write from a place of okay this is what I was going through and now I'm restored those people have already been healed. They haven't been healed by the poetry, but they've been healed by Jesus, and now they're able to share their poetry as a testimony. So the poetry in itself has not healed them, but then um, the whole experience with Jesus and actually meeting Jesus and recognizing and realizing what he's actually done for you on the cross if you look at it. Um, actually, many people in depression don't realize that the rejections they've faced if they depressed because of rejections that Jesus actually has healed those rejections where he was rejected three times. He was rejected by his own people. He was rejected by uh, his village, his family. And then lastly, he was rejected by God, which is a rejection that none of us ever need to face. I know I used to read the Bible and I used to be like, geez, God rejected Jesus. What makes me special? But what makes me special is the fact that Jesus was rejected on my behalf. So I don't have to be rejected anymore. Now I can live in acceptance and actually no matter who comes and rejects me, no matter who mocks me or who says I, I, I don't deserve to live or whatever the case may be, because rejection comes through many forms, it has already been overcome. And then if I have to then go into a poem where I'm speaking about rejection and I'm speaking about, okay, this happened to me, 
now I can break it down and actually be like, okay, fine, this is what happened to me, but because Jesus was rejected on the cross, this is what happened. And obviously I'd be saying this in more poetic terms, using all the poetic stuff that we need to use, but bear with me here. In that, the poem has not in itself healed me. Jesus has healed me and through that healing I'm able to write a poem that can help others that poem that I write that someone reads can be a beacon of hope to someone else but that poem in itself cannot heal that person only when that person says okay understand that you went through ABCD and this is how you solved it now I want to walk in ABCD and solve it in a similar manner so now I'm gonna go to Jesus and then get that healing so poetry in itself is can be a mechanism of giving people that hope that this happened to me and this is how I was healed so now you can walk in the same light and you can actually go to Jesus and get healed. But poetry in itself cannot heal people. And as we're speaking more on Jesus, um, where he actually literally died of a broken heart. And I found this hard to believe, but then I did my research and medical studies actually show that if your heart stops functioning, if you die because of your a heart failure, basically, your blood and your water separate. And that's basically what happened to Jesus, where you see on the cross where he, the, the, the spear actually went through his side and it pierced him and the blood and water flowed separately. And that's basically what it is. Um, he basically faced all of that hurt and all of that pain because he wanted to in turn restore us so have we found healing in poetry no we haven't but can you write poetry that give gives others hope yes you can and in then speaking more on this poem um it says is the belief that one hand reaching out to another can eventually touch the moon allowing the light to guide us through the night many people when you actually look at poetry they they have concepts and they have ideas the world has concepts and they have ideas of how we can bring healing how we can find healing and how we can find restoration the problem there lies in the the whole point or the whole fact that um they they're looking in the wrong places so then we'll look to another human being as he says one hand reaching out to another we look at other human beings and we say okay fine they can heal me we 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 get broken and hurt in relationships and then we look at other people and we're like that's my source of healing and then you actually find that that person makes a terrible god because if you're making that person your source of healing then you're making that person a god over your life basically and we have the right concepts you know that we need to stretch our hands out and we need to reach to something more than ourselves but we don't know what we're stretching our hands out to and that's what i found in this poem and i also found that basically this whole idea of the light guiding us through the night we we're looking for this light and we're searching for this light and we're like what is it what can this light be that will guide us through the night and if you look at this whole themes we find themes like this all the time. I read poems all the time. And I see this whole theme of light and darkness. And we don't realize that the actual light is God. And that the darkness is actually Satan. So in this, the light that guides you through the night. The light that guides you to healing is actually God. And writing poetry from a place of being broken as a means of healing cannot happen. But that light that will guide you through your, your 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 sickness, whether it's mental, whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, is actually Jesus. And as I said in the beginning of this, and as I've been saying, and I, as I've been mentioning, poetry cannot heal you. And that is what I've come to. And basically, I want to hear what you guys want to say about this. I want to hear uh, the poets basically share a message on our pages, share a message on um, our platforms and basically just tell us what you think, what your encounters and experiences are with um, poetry and how you started writing poetry and did you start writing poetry from a place of brokenness and then tried to use it as a means of healing or 
did you actually just start writing poetry from another place? Because I need to hear those people. I want to know who those people are, and I want to hear your stories of how you started writing poetry outside of writing it from depression. And if you started writing it from depression, did it heal you? And did it bring basically better things in your life or was it just the means of writing out your situation getting released for that moment and then going back into it and if you want to know where to leave these comments and where to answer these questions you can answer them basically on our facebook page active fm triple seven just at or hashtag rhymes and poetry and we'll get back to you or you can go on instagram at rhymes and poetry triple seven and you can just leave your comment right there Tell us what you think or on our Instagram page, ActiveFM777. Let us know what you think about this topic. Let us know if you've been healed by this. And if you're just looking for more shows of ours and more DJs and more whatever you need, the hottest music, just go on our website, www.activefm.co.za and let us know what you think about our shows. We'd like to hear more from you. But right now, I'm going to give you guys a release and a break and I'll catch you guys right after these two amazing checks. Yeah, the man, Boy Genius is here. Boy Genius? It's Boy Genius on Active FM. Woohoo! Rapid Trade is passionate about mobility and solutions that make a difference in your business. From mobile sales and sales management to van sales and proof of delivery. For, For a, a demo, demo, call Rapid, Rapid Trade at 011-493-9755. Rapid, Rapid Trade, ahead, ahead of, of the game. The game. The game. The game.
crossfire of your love and grace Like a bullet through the heart Your target was me You posed a question Do you believe? Do you believe that I'm the Son of God? Caught in the crossfire of your love and grace Like a bullet through the heart Your target was me You posed a question
Joseph FM. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Rhymes and Poetry right here on Active FM. And we've been speaking about can poetry heal you? And I basically shared my views um, on the show and basically said, no, it cannot heal you. And right now we're going to go into a poem that speaks of depression, basically. And this is how it goes. Demons of darkness, she stood on the bridge in silence and fear for the demons of darkness had driven her here. They cut her heart right out of her chest, making her believe that the demons knew best. They were always there, sometimes just out of sight, waiting in the background until the time it was night. These demons were destructive, knocking down life she knew, hating everything about her. She hated herself too. These demons can't be seen, but they fall from fairy tales. They live inside your mind. Their evilness prevails. So on the bridge she stood, about to end the fight. Then she stopped and thought, I'll fight them one more night. Yeah, and that was basically it. And wow, okay. In my opinion, this is a very good poem. It speaks truth, truth, and nothing but truth. It speaks depression. It speaks hopelessness. And then just with that little bit of hope at the end. Um, it, it's a really good poem. And just to go through it stanza by stanza, it says, Demons of darkness, she stood on the bridge. In silence and fear, for the demons of darkness had driven her here. And many people don't understand this, that basically when... You first of all, I just want to put this out there that um, in my understanding of depression, depression is demonic oppression, hence the name depression. But when you demon possessed or when demons are possessing you, they control you. If something is controlling you, it is not of God because God doesn't um, look to control you. Rather, he looks to have a relationship with you. Because if you think about it, God is so powerful that if he actually was like, okay, enough is enough. I want all of you to obey me. I'm sick and tired of your nonsense. Obey me now. That is it. That is it. We would have to obey him and would be forced to. But he does not do that. What he does is he actually is like, you know what? I want you guys to choose me. I want you guys to have a relationship with me that you guys choose. Same as if you were in a marriage with someone and you found out that that person was being paid to be in the relationship with you. You wouldn't be happy at all. You'd actually be depressed and sad because these people are being forced to be in a relationship with you god doesn't want us to be forced and that's why he does not control us so if you're being controlled by something where you're like i can't get control of myself back then that is that is demonic oppression which is depression or it is just another form of demonic oppression and then you're being controlled by demons but basically it says the demons had driven her here And it says, they cut her heart right out of her chest, making her believe that the demons knew best. And basically, when you do live according to what these evil voices in your head say, you basically give them your heart, which in turn you're giving them your life. And they spoke about this, where they spoke about the fact that God wants our hearts. He wants our hearts because when you, the heart is basically the source of life. If the heart stops pumping, there is no life then life has ended and basically they cut her heart heart out of her chest meaning that they had her life in their hands basically and they could do anything they wanted with her hands because there was no one else there to actually rescue her from these demons and it says they were always there sometimes just out of sight waiting in the background till the time it was night and that is basically what happens even in christian lives i've seen it where when you're at your darkest period or when you're at your darkest moment when you feel the most saddest or the most depressed or whatever the case may be that that's when they creep in and that's when they're the loudest in your yeah they're always there in the background they're always speaking to you it's not like they're not there because you you you're full of happiness and whatever they're always there speaking you're just choosing to ignore them in that time but once you turn to a dark place where the storms come in your life and everything comes that's when they the loudest voices that's when you find yourself doing things where you're like oh my word that is unlike me. I I wouldn't naturally do that. Why did I just do that? And that's basically what it is where 
once we lose control and once we take the control away from God, then they are in control and they basically sweep in and they basically tell us what to do. And then it says, these demons were destructive, knocking down the life she knew, hating everything about her, she hated herself too. And that is what what Satan aims to get us to. He wants us to hate everything about ourselves. He wants us to hate ourselves because we are made in the image of God. And if we hate ourselves being made in the image of God, then we hate God himself because we're hating his image. So he wants us to get to that place where we hate our image because Satan wanted to be the highest of authority. He wanted to be close to God. Like, okay, it's just me and God. And this is what it is. No one else compares to me until we were made. And we were made in God's image, meaning we had dominion over him. And that is something he didn't like. Hence the fall from heaven happened. And basically by making you distort your image, even as I was speaking about the man who would cut himself with rocks, when you're cutting yourself with rocks, you're distorting the image of God. And basically he wants you to hate the image of God, which is yourself, because he wants you to in turn hate God and that's basically what happened here with this girl where it says she hated herself too and then the next answer goes on to say these demons can't be seen but they are far from fairy tales they live inside your mind their evilness prevails and I've basically seen this where it says these demons can't be seen but they're far, far from fairy tales where Satan has gotten us to a point it is so scary where we actually don't believe that there's a supernatural realm we don't believe that there's evil we don't believe that there's good working in a supernatural realm in the spiritual where we don't believe that there's demons someone will come and tell you a story about how maybe they were demon possessed or whatever the case may be where they actually were satanic and they would move in these realms and they would see christians shining bright or they would go and curse corners of roads or or neighborhoods or whatever the case is and we don't believe them because it is a lie from the devil he has lied to us to such a degree where we actually believe that demons don't exist and this is basically what it is demons are real and they actually are there and they operate in your mind they 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 as this poem says they live inside your mind their evilness prevails and that is basically what it is. They 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 live inside your mind and what they will say to you, they won't come to you obviously and be like, this is demon 859 or whatever they named as, and then say something in your ear. Basically what they'll say is, I'm stupid. And then you'll believe it's your own thoughts and you'll start thinking, oh my word, I am stupid. Or they'll say I'm ugly and then you'll be like, oh my gosh, I am ugly. And then you'll dwell on that thought and then you'll start thinking that and that becomes your reality because what you think will in turn come out in in, in, in reality or they'll come to you and they'll, they'll say, I'm useless. And you, because it's in first person, this thought, you think that it's actually yourself thinking it and it actually isn't. It's the demons that have deceived you inside your own mind and now you think that it is yourself you think that okay this is coming out of me i am useless uh nobody loves me and all of this stuff and it's actually the demons that are playing around in your mind and then it goes on to say so on the bridge she stood about to end the fight then she stopped and thought i'll fight them one more night and the conclusion of this poem poetically amazing Poetically, it is a beautiful ending. Um, poetically, yeah, I, I, I like this ending poetically, but then to think about it in real life and to think about real circumstances where it says she stood on that, so on that bridge she stood about to end the fight. I mean, if the demons have dragged you to a certain point in your life where you hate yourself, where you're about to end your life, you're like miserable, it is finished. Why would you choose to stay in that place and fight them in their place because that is where they're the strongest that's why they draw you to that place they draw you to a place where they can overcome and now you standing there and you're like okay i'll fight them here no you need to run back to jesus and be like okay fine i i want you to fight them i want you to take care of them because i can't do this on my own and it also ends by saying that i'll fight them one more night and for the world this is so beautiful the fact that you'll fight one more day, you'll fight one more second, you'll fight one more hour. It is beautiful for the world, but we're not supposed to fight one more day. We're supposed to fight them forever. 
and and you know what be like okay this is something i'm gonna do forever starting from today i'm gonna i'm gonna end this this is where it stops you're not gonna have your way with me anymore this is where it ends and that's what we're supposed to do that's a decision we're supposed to make make and that's why i say poetically it's a good ending but in real life that's not how your story is supposed to end your story can end by you running back to jesus and him actually being the person that saves you and that takes you away from this bad space or this bad place that you're in and basically yes that was the poem and i remember in myself writing a poem and basically it wasn't meant to be a poem it was meant to be a book but i had started this book and it was called counseling a broken heart and in that place that i was at i hadn't been counseled yet but i believed that through writing and through um through my own means that I could heal myself. And I started writing this book and I thought, wow, I'm actually getting to a place where I'm healing. This book is becoming more and more hopeful. And I remember the once I left it um, in my sister's house and she found it and she read it. And my word, did, the, did I get a call in the middle of my life, in the middle of the night, sorry, not my life, <laughs> somewhere in the middle of my life, but in the middle of the night, I got a call and I was basically, I woke by this terror and this fear that I was about to kill myself and I was like uh, no that's not the point of the book but you see when you're in a broken place and you're trying to heal yourself you think you're getting better when you're actually getting worse and you think that you're actually lifting yourself out of this place when you're actually digging the hole even deeper and you're going even further into the darkness when we need to stop making this mistake where we think that through poetry through music through whatever it is we can heal ourselves we cannot the only person that can heal us is jesus the only person that can heal us is god and we need to start running back to that person and being like okay this is where i'm gonna find my healing and not fighting in ourselves or living in this whole thing in your mind where you think you can heal yourself poetry is not a means of healing it's a means of giving people hope so they can find the healing in jesus but it cannot 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 and i repeat it cannot be a means of healing and basically i want you to tell me what you guys think so as i said again go on our pages tell us what you think i want to know what you guys think about this topic and i'm going to leave you guys with two hot tracks just to soothe you guys after this hot hot topic and i will see you guys right after this Y'all know I had to put at least one trap song on this, right? But it's like happy trap. Ah. I am a millennial in my home studio watching YouTube videos. I grew up on Legos, Lunchables, and Legos. Not to brag, but participation trophies, yeah, I got those. That was years ago, three past two, oh, BA degree, yo. Still feel like a nino. Mama called me kiddo when I was eating Cheerios. I still eat cereal, but I am an adult. Here's the dealio. I'm grown up, but what's up with all the responsibility? I'm worried if I work in my staff on my creativity. I'm busy making my kid on this, pleasing aesthetically. And somehow I get blamed for the death of the napkin industry. No one tell me real life is such a mess. Why nobody tell me that I ain't the best? All of a sudden, everybody's unimpressed. I play cool, but homie, all I do is get side. Shoot from the hip. Shoot from the, shoot from the hip. All I do is shoot from the hip. I got no idea, got no clue, so you know I just shoot from the hip. Shoot from the, shoot from the hip. All I do is shoot from the hip. I got no idea, got no clue. Shoot. I'ma make it up as I go. I'm a PBS kid that got grown. Hold up, where did my summer break go? Somebody, anybody, tell me what I need to know. Wait, I gotta pay student loans? Oh, pay my own bill from my phone? Oh, come up with rent on my own? Oh, any chance I can leave this alone? Oh, I don't think I took a class for this. All my friends have a reached as an activist. Never took a test, so checked off a list to be a grown up. I just took a shot and missed. And now I'm stuck in the middle, feeling weird. I'm like a kid, but can kind of grow a beard. But I don't wanna work if it ain't my dream career. I am pseudo independent, I don't need a puppeteer. <laughs> Shoot from the hip, shoot from the hip, shoot from the hip. All I do is shoot from the hip, shoot from the hip, shoot from the hip. All I do is shoot from the hip. I got no idea, I got no clue. Shoot, 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 sho
for our Snapchat selfies and swipe right dates. No ambition, they say. No conviction, they say. Got no vision, they say. Want my prediction? Okay, like it or not, we all you got, so homie, get it through your brain. I think everyone's opinions need to take a little break. No matter what you say, no matter who you're trying to blame, millennials will run the whole world someday. We are not the worst generation ever. When did we start any world wars? I'm never. What kind of standard are you even trying to measure? We own the internet and our music ain't clever. Growing up is hard enough without your guilt trips. We don't gotta be the same as you to get it. I know it might seem like we don't always have a grip, but it don't matter because we know how to shoot from the hip. Shoot from the hip. Shoot from the hip. All I do is shoot from the hip. I got no idea and no clue, so you know what, Jess? Shoot from the hip. Shoot from the hip. All I do is shoot from the hip. I got no idea and no clue. Get your tambourines out. Every knee, I surrender. Hey, Get a blaze by Active Worship today. Contact us for more info on www.activefm.co.za. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? What's up? It has been an awesome show. We have been speaking about poetry and the power to heal. And we have spoken basically about the fact that poetry can't heal you. There's only one person, one being, one amazing 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 being which can heal you and which is god and how we need to start running back to god and stop thinking we can use means of this world to heal ourselves we can't and basically that was what we're speaking about and it's been crazy 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 as i said and as i'll keep saying you can catch us on our website www.activefm.co.za don't forget to download the shows share them out give them to everyone you know tell everyone to download tell everyone how amazing the shows are and get them the shows out there i mean this is a means of actually reaching a whole lot of people and actually getting them to the realization that the christian life isn't boring we've got poetry in the christian life we have love we have everything that you need it is right here in poetry and it is right here in the Christian life, sorry. So share the shows out, give them out as a gift, as we always say on the show, and just get them out there. And you can also catch us on Facebook, ActiveFM777, or on Instagram, at ActiveFM777, or on our personal page, at Rhymes and Poetry777. It has been crazy, crazy, crazy awesome being here with you guys. We're always growing and learning new things. It is crazy. Every time I step in the booth, what happens when we're in here, it is magic, 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 and we need to get it out there into the world. This is your Girl Nazili signing out once again. See you next week.